And can we take a moment to honor the parking lot team out there in the cold? Can we give them a round of applause as well? They were here last night and it was cold out there, man. I think I saw some icicles on some beards. But anyway, um, we want to say Merry Christmas to you guys and thank you for sharing your Christmas Eve with us. And tonight I hope that you've already enjoyed the worship and enjoyed the spoken word. And I hope that as you listen, uh, we've been doing a series called The Giver. And we've been talking about how God has given us so many promises and there's none that are more special than the one that was wrapped in a manger some 2,000 years ago. And, and I hope that tonight we can unwrap some of those gifts in the very short time that we have together. And, and maybe it'll be the gift that you need for this Christmas season. Um, the Bournes, which is my family, um, every year we, during the Christmas uh, morning time, I've, I've kind of invented a ritual that we always try to do games. Uh, so we want to create a memory-making opportunity. And I just want to encourage you, don't be lazy about Christmas. You don't want to just open gifts because I promise you, I've now raised three boys and they will play with whatever the thing is for maybe 30 minutes, an hour, and then it's on to the next. So if it's just about the gifts, it's going to be a very short-lived moment. But if you'll create something fun for them to do, some activity, you can look up Minute to Win It games all day on YouTube. Um, even, you know, just do this. Just make them in their pajamas, run around the house three times out there in the cold weather tomorrow. And I promise you, 10 years from now, they'll be saying, you remember how cold it was? And you made us run out? This is just the way that it works. But find a way to make some memories that are beyond just the materialism. And one year, uh, I don't know if it was a Christmas time or a vacation, but Carrie and I, uh, our family, we would play this game. It's kind of a lip sync game. And so we, we uh, put these, not lip sync, that's not it. Anyway, read my lips. And so we put these headphones on, and then you have to guess the phrase that they're saying. And I thought that as we started thinking about the Christmas message that I'm going to present, we would watch this video together and be thinking, is it the communication or is it the comprehension that is the problem? Because I think that God is communicating clearly, but sometimes I think it might be our comprehension because we're distracted. And I think this video will illustrate that. So would you watch this with me? Every body, money, body, everybody, every money, everybody, <laughs> every Monday, body, body, everybody, everybody, body, every pop, body, body. Everybody. Uh, Everybody. Uh, Wayne. Uh, Wayne Chung tonight. Everybody, Wayne Chung tonight. <laughs> just, just by show of hands, how many people in the room remember the song? Everybody, Wayne Chung and I. Just, yes. Okay. It was definitely a one-hit wonder phenomenon. Um, but I just want you to be thinking about that. That. Um, whenever God was communicating his message of redemption to us through Jesus born in Bethlehem, I think that the communication was super clear. But just like in the video, Carrie had these noise canceling with loud, I'm sure, rock music playing in her ears. And it was the outside noise that was messing up the message. And, and I think that a lot of times in our lives, we have so many things competing for our affection, competing for number one in our lives. And I think it's when we allow these things into our life, the message becomes muddied and it becomes hard for us to hear what God is trying to say. 
I want to illustrate this. Um, the Huffington Post did a survey a couple of years ago, and it was, what are the things that you are trying to obtain, but you find elusive? And we want to put this list up here. And these are 10 things that people said. Now, these are just general people. Some, I'm sure, churchgoers. Many, I'm sure, are not. And they said that they were looking for these things, and these are things they wanted to have, but they were unable to obtain. And it's simple. I think that all of us agree these are things that we aspire to, right? Happiness. Everybody wants to be happy. Money. During the Christmas season, we could all probably use a little more money. Freedom, peace, joy, balance, fulfillment, confidence, stability, passion. Now, these are things they wanted, but they were unable to find. And maybe when you look at that list, you might have some of the same struggles, that you're looking for these things, you want to achieve these things, but somehow they've escaped you. I hope that by looking at God's word, we can see some of the gifts that God has given us and then compare and contrast that to the things that we think we want. And so would you look with me in John chapter one, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And this is an illustration of Jesus. So the word is Jesus in this phrase. It says in verse four, that in him, in Jesus, was life, and that that life was the light of men. So whenever we think about that, Jesus, number one, when he came to this earth, wanted to give us the gift of life, right? And whenever you look outside right now, for the last two weeks especially, winter has hit hard, right? You look out there and all the leaves have fallen off the trees. All the ground is just brown, unless you're a hundred percenter and you have like annual green grass. Um, we don't. And so it just looks out there and it looks kind of sad, right? It looks kind of depressing. You just stare out there. And there's a reason why metaphorically authors for ages have said, you know, the winter is coming. It's just symbolic right? We even have a tree that's right outside. If you, when you go out to the parking lot, you'll see this tree and it's so dead that the bark is falling off of the tree. I didn't even, I didn't even know that happened. And we would fix it, but this is our last year in this building. So we're not taking that tree with us. So yeah, we're very excited about that. If you're a guest, we're building a new one. Um, so next year we'll have more room um, at 3330 El Dorado. You can go by and see that. But we're super excited about that. But when you look at winter and death, and compare it to spring, right? Whenever spring comes, everything comes into bloom. The grass becomes green. The birds are singing. We have these magnolia trees in our neighborhood and they put out this amazing bloom. And you just know, hey, that's life. That's life. As Jesus came to this earth to give us the gift of life, I want you to compare and contrast in your mind. Do you feel like it's winter in your life right now? Do you feel like the leaves have all fallen. Do you feel like they're not substance? There's not, uh, whenever Jesus said, I came that you might have life and not just life, but life abundantly. Would you describe your marriage as life abundantly? Would you describe your passion and your profession as life abundantly? If not, maybe you need to move towards making Jesus number one. It says not only did he give life, but inside that life was the light of men. Now, here's the thing that you'll appreciate. Do you guys remember Snowmageddon a couple years ago? Does everybody remember that? Like, 
We, I, I've never seen personally like brownouts, blackouts, like rolling across a whole Dallas metro area. I've never seen that, right? And, and we were sitting there. We had staff retreat that week, and we had to cancel our Airbnb that we were at and come back to my house. And it was every hour when the lights would go off, we figured out that you could take your phone flashlight and put a water bottle on top of it. And now we had like a lamp-like fixture. And I was thinking like, man, we, it's like, in our modern era, we're back in the 1893, right? This is just short of the wagons rolling through town, right? I mean, it, it, you didn't appreciate light until you were in darkness and in darkness that you weren't choosing, in darkness that was around you and happening to you. And I hope that if anyone in here is going through a dark season and you needed to find some light and you wanted to know that there was a light at the end of the tunnel, I can tell you that that light is in Jesus. The third gift we'll unwrap is not an unimportant one, it's hope. In Hebrews 6, 19, it says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. I don't know if you have felt it, but since the COVID crazy that happened to our entire country, I feel like things were, you know, stable, but becoming less stable. And then they just ramped up to chaos. And I bet in everyone in here, you experienced some of that chaos, whether it be in your family life, in your profession, in your finances. And I don't foresee that there's a short fix anytime soon. And so what do we tether our lives to when there's so many waves and there's so much winds that are constantly trying to destabilize us? It says that Jesus gives us the hope that is like an anchor for our soul. <laughs> and this metaphor is actually a sailing metaphor. Whenever they would have these large ships and they were going into the harbor to avoid hitting the rocks, they would take a smaller boat and they would row out and they would go into the safe harbor and they would drop the anchor from the main ship. And then that ship would slowly pull towards the anchor and it would allow them to arrive safely into the harbor. I guarantee you, everyone in here, you want that hope that when we accept Christ, when we receive the message of Jesus, that literally God drops anchor in heaven and the rest of this life, he is slowly drawing us to the eventual conclusion of the safety of eternal life. The fourth gift is love. Jesus offers us love not talking about his birth, but really talking about his death. Listen to this verse in John chapter 13. It says, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Isn't that incredible that you can know that you're included in the them, that Jesus loved you not only in coming from heaven to earth, but also going from earth to the cross. And it says that he loved them all the way to his last breath. Now, I don't know if anyone in here that went to work this week, I am just guessing that there's not a person sitting in here that says, I have too much love in my life. I bet you weren't sitting at work at any time this week and thought, these people just love me so much. I just, this, I just can't get enough of their love in my life. As a matter of fact, if you think about it, customer service over the last decade, would you agree? 
I bet there's maybe one time that you ever have called. There's been a disaster. They didn't send the right thing. The order was not. And you went and talked to somebody and they were like so nice. And they were like, I am so sorry. People don't even say that anymore. I am so sorry. We will get there. And I bet they went over. You don't have that. Anybody in here, you don't have that experience anymore, right? It's like people do not care. There's a lack of love. There's a lack of love in this world. And I bet there's some sitting in this room that there's a lack of love in your life. And if you would receive it, Jesus is willing to give you a love that is unmatched, it's unparalleled, and it would fill every crack and every crevice that is in your heart. The last one is peace. He says that I give you peace that surpasses all understanding. You know what I would love for every family sitting in here? That when you lay your pillow, your head on your pillow tonight, that you would have the peace of God. And he offers that freely. When we consider those two lists, we'll put them up there side by side. And it says that God offers us light, life, hope, love, and peace. I'm thinking if we were receiving all that God has for us on the left, that the things on the right, I think they would take care of themselves. I think if we would chase after the things of God, it would allow us to not be worried and consumed with the things of this world. And that is the gift of Christmas. That is free, but it costs God everything. And I hope that you would receive that. In just a moment, we're going to do our candlelight and we're going to sing Silent Night. And in this world of perpetual scroll, <laughs> perpetual things that are surrounding us, one of the things that we lack is a time of thought, contemplation, and meditation. I bet that you maybe, some of you haven't had a time like that this whole year. I would hope that you would look at that light. And what that candle represents is that light that came from heaven. And maybe you would just have a moment of reflection that you'd stare at it and you'd say, you know what, thank you, God. Thank you for sending your only son to be our light, our life, our hope, the love of God, and the peace that surpasses all understanding. Would you let me pray for your family a blessing? Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you bless every family sitting in this room. God, that they would unwrap your gift and that they would have all the blessings that you offer in your son, Jesus. I pray, God, that we would remember you and that we would worship you during this season. This is your birthday that we're celebrating. And God, let's let that be number one in our lives. God, we ask that you would go through their holidays and that they would make memories as a family that would last a lifetime. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. And the church said, amen. Would you stand and our ushers are going to come by and help you as we light the candles.